Get Heavy Podcast, hosted by Craig Kasamas and John Scheimer. Damn. <laughs> I'm from the future. I'm from the future. This is what your Christmas will look like. In some way, shape, or form. Nice, dude. This is COVID 2024. Right. This is, no, this is COVID twenty twenty. This is three days away from you, or whatever date it's. It's this is five days away for for, for you guys. You're the ghost of Christmas future. Of COVID, I'm the future. ghost of Christmas future. <laughs> What's up, brother? What are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Sorry to jump in right here in the middle. But no, you're all good. I'm at a. I'm at what is the uh, what is our Christmas this year? We're doing Christmas early. Are you re- are you really wearing a mask in your house? So we, uh, so my my son my son has requested uh-huh. because my uh, it's like we're getting it's like my parents and my grandma mm. who's, who's his great grandma and he's like he's the one that's like we need to you know we need to wear masks great grandma and you know we're like hey we get it you know what that's I mean cool. like if that's what you want you know what I mean yeah. like I don't want him to. I don't want him to think that his 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 uh, opinion doesn't matter, right? Uh, you know what I mean. Yeah. It's a simple yeah. request. You know, it's going to be. Uh, we think the in laws are going to have a problem with it because they're kind of uh, Trumpers. Yeah, <laughs> and this is actually kind of like why he wants to do it, just to kind of but twist the knife a little bit on him. <laughs> it's, uh, no, it's not to twist the knife. He doesn't trust them. Mm. But I'm like, and they're they're not here yet. But I'm, and he's like, and I'm like, but we have to wear them the whole time. You know what I mean? Like we can't just put them on when they show up, right? You know, it would what be mean? funny like, though if he did. Yeah, yeah <laughs> they yeah, show yeah. up, you're all zip. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so so there it is. Anyway, yeah, we were just doing some small chit chat, man. You know what I mean? Anyways, yeah. no, I'm not gonna wear the mask the whole thing though. Oh, myself, good. I mean, so. hey, if you want to be safe, I'm actually, dude. I took a COVID test on. Wednesday, I still haven't got my results, man. They've been lagging yeah, we on the took, results. So we took some on Thursday. Me, me and yeah, took some yeah, we're Thursday. we're getting. I'm getting tested every two weeks just because I got family that's high risk, and you know, just I can't I can't escape being around my mom and all these other fucking you know people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. My niece is five years old. She's got type one diabetes, so mm-hmm. every time she gets sick, she goes to the hospital anyway. So it's like, fuck, man. You know, I just don't. You know, so we we're all we. One person from every household is getting tested for Christmas so we can all make sure it's all decent, you know. We'll see. Supposedly. Anyways, how's it going, Dale? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Uh, I'm staying pretty isolated. Um, I think COVID-wise stuff, I'm fine. Yeah. Uh, Have you you guys gotten sick or anything? You think you had it? Or a lot of us think we already had it, but, you know. Yeah. Corinne felt sick um, in December. Right. So we don't know. We don't know. But since since that time, I haven't gotten sick on anything and I haven't felt it. Yeah. Um, I think the weekend when everyone was told to go home, right, the March 21st or whatever. Yeah. There were some moments when I started, like, feeling really paranoid, like, yeah, um, you know, like, do I feel something in my chest? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. My throat hurt, mm-hmm. um, but then I would think about it, and then I would think about other stuff, and it would go away. So I was like, okay, now. Yeah, that paranoia okay. really got us, got me for a minute, dude. Every time I had a twinge, I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna fucking die, you know. And I'm not a panicky guy at all, but the first couple months was like, 
man, that felt weird. Every time you had something, you know, you, you just thought you were going to get it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I still, I mean, there's still places like I, I, I don't go places or like, I'm like, I'm, I don't need to go down there. Like, yeah. you know, I, I guess it's cautious, I guess. It's yeah. crazy. It's crazy how, like, uh, how, how, like, I don't know if the word is easy in a way or how much you don't really even miss certain things about life and society that we had to deal with on a daily, mm-hmm. on a daily thing, you know? Yeah. Well, we've, we've kind of like, there's like, because of the having to wait in line for stuff or whatever, there's some things that have gotten like things you would normally put up with. It's like, I don't want to do anymore. Like some stores we just don't want to go to or like right. no, too many people or like, yeah. I don't know. You're like, for some reason you feel like that's a place where everyone who has COVID would go. Or Walmart. If you're, <laughs> you mean yeah. Walmart, any Walmart? Yeah. Yeah. Or like you see people like yeah. we had to go to a smart final once and you see more than one person with their nose hanging out of their mask. Right. Like, right. Come on. Yeah. I, guess, I No, no. Yep. It's it like, happens. You, you, you don't, it's like, dude, for those people who don't believe that it's real, like, or they think it's not a big deal, wearing the mask is the easiest thing you could do. And like, why they won't do that? Why'd they make that the big deal? Like, you know, if you would have just worn a mask, maybe it wouldn't be as bad now. Like, well, we talk about it all the time on here. It's like, cause it's the most oppression white people have ever felt. <laughs> it's being asked <laughs> to wear a mask. <laughs> you're like, yeah. Well, <laughs> you're like, okay, yeah. fuck, I guess, you know. I, I feel like they, they, it's like, there's something empowering standing up or speaking against something that you think is wrong. Right. You know? But, but if you don't have anything that's really wrong with your life, I guess you got to make it up. Right. We, uh, we, we uh, drive up and down Victoria on a, a, a weekly basis. And Sundays, there's this small group of, it looks like senior citizens, but they all gather around like at the corner and they bring those Trump flags. It's like, there's people, not a lot, maybe like a half dozen people in Ventura who are still riding hard for this Trump got yeah. the election stolen. Yeah. And they're just, they're there. It's like, they wish they had a, a righteous cause. And yeah. they're just like, role-playing i guess i don't know well with trump they do have a righteous cause you know i think you know it's like i think i think i think uh i think like the standard white american just likes to complain it's just american culture <laughs> fine <laughs> to have something to complain about right to have something to like need to speak to the manager like you know what i mean like the the, the, the customer is always right the customer is always right mentality right, right. so fucking american yeah. just like you know what I mean like well I'm just unhappy and it's like people have to bend over backwards just to make people happy because they're entitled to you know what I mean they 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 feel that they are owed this thing mm-hmm. and that's, that's just Ameri- I mean that's just, I call that American culture it is, yeah it is um yeah. I did want to I did want to ask you know obviously when you talk about like standing up for what you believe in and stuff like um, I mean, I've always loved your artwork and stuff, but I, you know, going through your Instagram over the, over the times, like the Bernie stuff was like pretty fire that you were throwing out there, dude. So like, how do you feel about how, obviously I'm sure you're just glad that Trump's not in office, but like the Bernie thing you were going hard for, man. And you did some pretty fucking awesome artwork for it. You know what I mean? So what, like, what was your involvement with that? And then how did you feel like when he had to fucking basically get iced again by the DNC and step down, you know? Uh, well, you know, 
I didn't vote for Trump twice, so that's how I feel about Trump. Yeah, well, yeah, um, you know, I could assume that, you know. Uh, you know, the Bernie thing, like, you know, I think with everyone, oh, not everyone, sorry, not everyone, but, like, within within the people we know. Right. I feel comfortable to say everyone. Um, everyone was legitimately stoked that um, about the the image of Obama in 2008. Mm-hmm. You're like, whoa, shit, this is actually really cool. I like what this guy's saying, and he's actually saying things I wish someone would have said like ten years ago or eight right. years ago or whatever. Um, I feel he's been. You know, when you look back on that dude in history, there's a lot of awesome things. That, I mean, I think the idea of him being president is still awesome, mm-hmm. but not really the most awesome person, you know. And what what he's done, I, I you know. Well, well every president is kind of a shit bag. No matter who you are, right? I mean, you kind of have to be a fucking shit man. You no, know, like, there's a lot of things that he revealed in, in the way he talks. Like, he 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 compared himself to an '80s Republican at one point. Yeah, or saying he some '80s Republicans would have been to the right of him. So basically, like a lot of uh, stuff he could have done. He could have done more. Whatever. Um, I kind of feel like uh, Bernie was is more the real deal, and I was really stoked on that. Um, I was really, you know, supportive of him uh, the first time and he was done wrong the first time. And mm-hmm. I was, I wish he would have, I understand, I understand all the reasons why you want to run through the democratic party. It's too hard to set up a third party right now, or, or was, especially then and the urgency of if things could happen quicker or faster, if just the right elements align perfectly. Mm-hmm. But, um, so, you know, I was wish he would have ran an independent this, this last time, uh-huh. but I get why he didn't. And I was like, all for it. It's like, well, if this is a chance for something to happen, I mean, I don't know what I, it's not like I have a constituency or I have any, it's not like I'm related to someone in any sort of positions of power. I can't really influence people. But I was like, well, what can I do? It's like, well, I can raise money for this guy. Uh-huh. So I just use, you know, sell shirts, stickers, and always would make things or, or post comments. I, I tried to be, I tried to be, during those Bernie uh, primary times, I tried to be constructively critical, but more optimistic or positive about him and trying to come up with, just trying to encourage people who are like on the fence or whatnot. Maybe just, you're just, a, I just need to generate content so I can keep people engaged in buying shirts, but also just sharing what I think about him and, and the issues that he brings up and kind of the things that he stands in contrast to with Democrats and then obviously Republicans. Um, you know, I obviously like, I think this year again, he was done wrong again. And oh, yeah. it's really frustrating. Um, we were put in, we're, we've been in, put in a bad situation Yeah, where like, you have bad choices. Like what, what are your, which bad choice do you want? Right. Yeah. You know? Two evils again, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, in, in a, in a lot of ways. And I, I, I've kind of taken a, I've taken a breather from like putting myself out there to create content or to say much right now. Um, I, I don't really think Joe Biden can be pushed. He reveals himself. He's a he's basically a Republican as well. 
Oh yeah, you know? at least uh, a neo, uh, at least a neo liberist, uh, li- uh, neo liberal. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I I've been reading this book. Um, I don't know. I, I, should, I just says uh, Thomas Frank listen liberal. Uh-huh. This dude, this dude does a a, a really truth telling like expose on both the Clinton presidency and Obama. Um, it's all. I mean, it's all based in fact. It's not like a, a a rant of some sort of dude that's delusional. It's it's really interesting. It's we're we're in a rough situation here right now, and we have been for a while. And I feel like some of the things that are that everyone's dealing with now, it's a lot of communities have been dealing with forever. You know, like it's like America's kind of being ghettoized. You know, so and someday everyone's gonna you know people. You know, like, there are some white people that have stuff to complain about, like, what, it's not the Trump people, but, like, some people who did vote for Trump, you imagine living in a small town, and you had a factory job in a union, and then in the 90s, it got sent to China or whatever, and then you don't got a job, and no one in the government cares about you, and everyone thinks you're stupid, and, like, right. Trump, Trump channeled some real hate, it's like, if if Bernie would have went more classist than instead of kind of woke identity, he could have maybe re- gotten some Trump voters and maybe things would have been different. But so, so when you like, uh, like you mentioned like Bernie, like, you know, you wish Bernie would have gone independent, but obviously it's pretty, it's pretty impossible to go independent, like, and start up a new party and actually be represented i feel you know what i mean it's such a two-party system that that's so deep and there's so many i mean there's 350 million people in america yeah you know like there's so many people and so many of them are not like can't focus outside of their narrow vision you know so with that being said even if bernie did get the democratic nomination do you think that he would have had a chance looking at what like how the trump trump just tried to call biden socialist and all that stuff and if they would and the thing is like uh the 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 people that were on the fence i mean there was people that there's people that would probably been on the fence that went for biden that never would have gone for sanders and i'm a sanders supporter right you know what i mean like even bernie and all that stuff but i i have a hard time believing that the rest of the country is really like that and really comfortable with him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, you know what? I think they are and they aren't. I think there's two things. I, I honestly think in, you know, I think our parents are probably all, we're all within like a 10 year age bracket of each other. And so our parents probably are too. So I'd say our parents are boomers. Um, our, our boomers and then our, and our people of our grandparents age, Man, the, 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 the mind game job that uh, education and the way society runs in America really did a, a good one on people with the word socialism. Like the Red Scare, uh, all that anti-communist, anti-Russia, you know, Rocky Four type crap. Mm-hmm. Like, and, you know, Red Dawn. People really bought that. And they were so phobic of it. And, um, and I don't even think they know what it, they don't have any understanding of what it is other than the word. Right, but that's the thing, that word, is, that word is so powerful, but 
but people love their social security. People love a lot of things that are social. I mean, people oh, yeah. love the military. They love the police, the fire departments. I mean, they love roads. They love streetlights. They love it all. And so I think really in, there were some like after the election, this election, I don't know if you saw this, you guys saw this, depending on who you listen to or what media you take in. And there were some polls that Fox News gave going around that, like, even with Republicans, uh, Medicare for All is majoritively popular. There are a lot of things that sound very woke-lib, like how the right Fox News would call it, that a lot of your average mainstream people, even if they're conservative or, you know, cautious people or old-fashioned, that they like. Yeah. I mean, FDR was a popular president. They had to put term limits on him because he would have kept, he would have been president for like four terms if he didn't die. Yeah, you know, I, uh, I've, I've always thought that America is pretty fucking center, like it, in like the the wide grasp of it. Mm-hmm. You put a fucking bunch of the most of the people center, and then you fucking go either side. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Left and right. It gets fringier on either side the more you go. But people generally just want government to fucking operate and just right. leave them the fuck alone. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know? That's the thing I think is really frustrating. Like right now, everyone has has to be super engaged and concerned on a daily basis with like it's like you have to like check in every day to make sure that your elected official is doing what they said they were going to do. Like it's, I, I, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. For the for the last however long, uh, the last few years, every morning is checking Twitter, right. like mm-hmm. check and not even just checking Twitter, just checking Donald Trump's Twitter account, <laughs> just to yeah. see what the fuck we've gotten into yeah. this morning. You know what I mean? Just like, oh god, what kind of a morning is it going to be? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, well, it, it, yeah. You know, even stuff like, you know, um, different times through the past few years, there's been times when there was like a vote going to the floor of, say, the California state or in Congress or whatever. And you have your representatives who are, well, they're a Democrat. Well, they should go a certain way. But did you you feel like you have to call their office? And I've done it like prior to the last, like since 2016 i had never called an elected official for anything right. i never asked anyone I, nothing right but then you, you feel like i honestly i don't know if i'm just getting older and becoming more aware or if i are things i think things are getting worse and not to be dour but like um you feel like god someone you really have to do this and like even if i don't change things i just need to know that i tried and i i put my mark there so that way when the shit falls apart, I can say, dude, I really did try. Right. But, you know, like, and this is you doing all this stuff and people trying to hold their officials accountable and, and, and try to make the right decision of, like, which one of these people is going to let me down the least? Yeah. They get elected. You have yeah. to go through that decision that, like, this is all while people are trying to be, like, I lost my job last month. I need a new job or like yeah. I'm having a hard time with this and I need to focus on that. But I'm also stressed about, about these politicians. Yeah. It would be nice if they just worked. Yeah. That'd yeah. Nice. It's, yeah. it's wild that you, your decision-making is solely based, not you, but all of us yeah. is like, which one of these guys is going to fuck me the least. You know what I mean? Like, and, and with every time you vote, you just go, well, he doesn't, 
seem like a or she doesn't seem like a total animal you know (laughs) like it's weird but but like when it comes to your art and stuff i mean it's obviously it's been wildly political for the most part right so Mm -hmm. when you're creating art is it always with purpose or are you do you allow yourself to just create shit to create shit i mean as far i mean i know you do graphic design for work right so and what do you do it's uh what type of graphic design is it is it um well, well, let me, uh, so there are a couple things there. Um, I think that for the most part, at, at a certain point um, in the past, since I've been on Instagram, which is probably like five or six years or something like that, I was, I got to a point where I was really creating with purpose. Like I knew why I wanted to make something and it was, be, uh, whatever, I have an idea but a lot of it was kind of with the idea of like, well, I'm selling shirts or I'm having fun doing this thing right now, or mm-hmm. uh, I want to work with these people. I, I, I like this band. I want to do something for them. Or I, I thought about this. I thought that this take on this political situation would be funny. And I want to, and I, I'm having fun being a political cartoonist right now. And I make stuff like that. It's been a while since I've just really sat back and just made stuff without knowing that it needs to go somewhere or do something like that in a really long time. Yeah. Um, I've had a few periods, like there was um, a few years ago, like I've done a couple of series of paintings. Like when I say paintings, I mean like, oh, like nine by 12 drawing, painting with paint and ink pens type stuff. Um, did some of that stuff in a couple series. And I, I, I had a friend who uh, was doing these, um, affordable art shows and it, it was just like just make a bunch of work so the, those were times when I was doing stuff just because I felt like it even though I had the motivation of like well they're gonna have a show on this day so you told them you'd give them six things so you got to do six things now so but as far as what it was about that was up to me but as far as being totally free that whole like I am being creative and I'm going to express myself or I'm going to explore art. I haven't really done that that much in the past few years. A lot of times it's been like, I, I, you know, I think I I was telling you uh, prior to this, but really like, I've been back in Ventura for probably four or five years and it's taken me a long time to be able to feel comfortable being here with it. It took me a while to get the job that I have right now. And now that, you know, and that was when I got that job, that was figuring I would commute an hour. Now I get to work from home. So it's extra nice, but I finally got a job that was a reasonable commute from Ventura where I could feel comfortable. Yeah. So I was already getting the idea that I was going to want to get back into that. Um, as the, as the way things were going towards the end of this election cycle and stuff, um, Things are getting, people are just getting really um, heated about everything. And um, like I said, no one wants Trump to be president that I know of. But there's just some people on there who like, people who like, I really shouldn't have been so gung-ho for Biden as they were. Like going, like being irrational and shit. And I just, like, I need to take a break from social media. Yeah, I'm taking a break from it and... I'm, I'm looking to get back into just making art and whatnot just because I want to. And mm-hmm. um, I always have, like, I always come up with concepts and stuff, but I can't always really say what I'm going to be doing next, but I'll be doing something. Yeah. Allow myself to take time off and not, not put myself underneath the lens of, like, 
oh, show everyone what you've got, engage with social media. It's there when I need it. And yeah. it's not like, oh, I hate, hate this or hate talking. I don't want to see people. It's just, you just need a break sometimes. Yeah, definitely. You need a, you need a break from the, uh, the just, just coming at you everywhere, you know? Yeah. It's like having like eight TVs on. And you just have, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Turn them all I, off and just put a record on. Yeah, right. yeah. I just, I just, I just got back from a healthy, healthy break from Facebook, and my break, my whole point of the break was just like because I'd be out and about somewhere doing something or just laying in bed, and all of a sudden I'd think about somebody's post. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm like, God, <laughs> fuck my life, dude. <laughs> yeah. Like, why am I thinking about? Yeah this fucking post that fucking Craig put up and you know what I mean? Just like, you know, just like the, th- you know, it's just too much. Like yeah. I believe our brains have, our brain, our brains have conformed and changed to this, just like, just taking action all the time. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't yeah. know what to do when you can just like, like taking a break is just so it's so hard. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I even like, it's, we were talking about, we've been talking about politics but even like with the amount of engagement i've been having with uh political commentary and bringing up the fact that this is happening bringing up the fact that that is happening it's sort of point i'm like man i'm i'm really bringing up some it's not negative stuff it's just honest true, real stuff but i'm like all i'm doing is just reminding people how fucked up everything is <laughs> and and i'm getting more mad at the people that are kind of justifying why i shouldn't be mad at it and like I thought, like, if I believe in a bigger cause, I might be doing more harm right now. I'm going to just take a break. Yeah, and it's hard. Some people don't even it. have the foresight to think about that shit, you know what I mean? Well, yeah, you know, I, I don't, I mean, I don't know how other people see themselves. Where if I'm like, okay, I need to take a break from this. This isn't really even good for me. Right. You, you know, know what it did? It did, Um, I was looking at your stuff the other day, and I, your George Carlin piece, dude, and it just made me think, God damn it that guy i miss that guy right now <laughs> you know what I mean? like There's he still... would have some killer shit to say right now probably. yeah he he so. was he would be so mad right now i know <laughs> I know. Um, i know but you know he's just he always had such a cool like perspective especially for being like an old shit you know what i mean like he was like he always had such a cool perspective on shit you know and it was angry most of the time but yeah you know, he really wasn't fucking wrong you know and he would he would have been going in on some motherfuckers right now. Well, know. there are some people who are carrying his torch today, like the uh, Jimmy Dore and Lee Camp. Both, I think, are in his zone. Mm-hmm. Um, and definitely, Jimmy Dore is known for stirring up a lot of shit. Right. Um, he currently is right now, um, trying to get uh, the progressives or the squad to take a floor vote on Medicare for all right now to challenge Nancy Pelosi. Um, and he's getting cracked for that. I think yeah. anytime someone stands up and says stuff like that, it's sometimes stuff that needs to be said, but they're still going to get hated on. Yeah, for sure. Um, but as far as being just funny and actually not being so agitative, I don't know. Do you guys listen to Judah Friedlander ever? Uh, that's the dude that wears the trucker hats, right? Yeah, he was, he was Frank on the Rock on, was, or whatever. He was Frank on Thirty Rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's funny. He's really funny. He it's all suitable, more, more subtle and sly with his jokes, but he's definitely just as commentary driven with the politics. Yeah, yeah. I just you know I saw the piece. I was like, oh my god, I miss that guy, dude. He's funny. Oh, I miss that fucking guy. You know. 
Yeah, he was kind of coming around doing little small stand-up bits in L.A. right before COVID hit, and I, I wish I would have went. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, but, you know, that dude got to fucking die doing exactly what he wanted to do, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, in a fucking hotel room, on tour, you know what I mean? Like, and it's how he claimed he wanted to go anyway, you know what I mean? So you're like, fuck, good for you, man. I mean, for so few people, you know, and I try to keep this perspective all the time, you know, and I, I've said it a thousand times, but so few people really get to follow their passion. You know what I mean? And you know, especially with you with the art, I mean, you've done art as long as I've known, you've been able to change it and turn it into something that's, you know, at, at least a, a profitable thing for yourself in one way or another, you know, and so very few people get to do that shit, you know, and he was a really cool, like, I mean, just all those guys, anyone that's been able to follow their passion and somehow monetize it and not like, uh, sacrifice their belief system and all that shit to do it you know it's always it's always respectable man well well you know like doing all this stuff i mean you know um pursuing creativity for a, a living it's it's hard it's it's something that like um you don't know what you're getting into before you get into it and by the time that you realize what you're getting into um I, i've i've used this analogy it's like getting in a boat and rowing offshore to go somewhere to go to like if you were to go to row to the islands mm-hmm. and by the time you realize what you've gotten yourself into you're so far that you're actually closer to continuing than it is going back and trying to start over right a lot of you like you're like fuck i <laughs> put myself here like i'm unhirable to the rest of the world because i spent the last 15 years doing shit that's irrelevant to the real world and but i but i do this thing so i gotta keep going and you it's it's really hard um uh creativity is always part of it but it's i mean it's business it's work Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of stuff that you have to learn as you go that like if i was even to explain to you you could do like i could do people do this but you could have like a podcast series just talking about obviously you can't talk shit on people from your past, but too hard. But oh, like, you can. Oh, you can. <laughs> you can't. You can't but, like, but if you want to work again, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, yeah, just, yeah, exactly. it's a tiny, small world. Yeah. yeah. Even just working in LA, I've I've run into people like, oh, you knew that person I went to art school with. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. This whole world, I would never imagine that. Or there's it's everyone's everyone's connected, but like you could do a whole series on. This is what it's really like to work in this world. I mean, right. even to the degree, I mean, having been, you know, working and promoting shows and then um, touring, you guys know that even being in a band or being in, in music isn't all that you'd imagine it is. There's a lot of stuff that's not fun, that's hard, that's actually way harder than just having a job. Well, we, no one sees. Yeah. What I, uh, my, my favorite thing is when people are always like, Oh man, you're so lucky. Like you just are just so lucky. Like nothing else that you did got you there. Just luck. You're yeah. so lucky to be able to you do just that. Fell and, into like, this. Yeah. and I'm just like, I just look at people like, like, like the amount of shit I've had to eat in my life that right. we all have to eat in our life to do anything that you want to do. You know what I mean? Like a, a thing that you like a passion, yeah. a passion. You know, which I'm learning is very valuable in the fucking COVID time. 
Right. Yeah. So long that I have not, I haven't had to do just my passion. Uh-huh. And now I'm like, oh my God, please get me my fucking passion back. Right. But anyways, like it, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Like more work than people that just want to have a boss and show up, punch a clock and be done. Right. You know, it is e- it is easier at times. Though. I'd rather do I'd rather do a job for sixteen hours a day for myself <laughs> than work for seven hours a day at a company. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Yeah, and it's a trip too. I mean, you know, when you're in a band or in a, you know doing art or whatever, like you know, say like we're on fucking tour in the middle of nowhere, and the shows are falling apart. And you don't have anyone to blame but you, you know what I mean, or or the weird situation you've put a whole entire group of people in, and now you have three thousand miles left to go home. <laughs> You're like, it, I mean, you just you. Those are the times where being a creative is a shit show. You know what I mean? You're like, dude, or you give yourself this insane deadline to finish a piece or something, and you're like. Oh my God, I got a thousand man hours into this fucking thing. What the fuck? You know, like it's, it's, it's stressful. It's stressful um, because you, well, you have to, you have to, you have to present and you have to create something that it doesn't appear like you, it needs to be a certain way, but like you you need, you need to make a certain, you need to make a certain amount of money so you can even get back home. Right. You know, on tour or you you put money you like rented a van on your credit card and that's going to be due in yeah. six months yeah, exactly. or whatever if you don't but then you need to get yeah. more tickets sold or whatever like it's 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 hard i mean anyone who is successful and it's like when you see those people who like are legendary at what they do it's like it's like pretty much as close to being a magician as i think anyone could be like how exactly do you do this? Yeah. Like and those people who like continually hit, or like can, I mean maybe not every single thing they do is amazing, but like you think about people like like I, I don't know like, like like David Bowie, like how you know like forty years of making music that people still think is incredible. Yeah. And whatever degree he toured it into her as he got older and got sick or whatever, but like just to continually be that guy or that person who continually is relevant on top and excellent, you know, it's hard watching someone continue to be out there and then like the art or the albums aren't as good. And then the next one's not as good. And Mm -hmm. you still like them, but you're like, I just don't. Yeah. Well, I mean, even David Bowie specifically created, like, one of his best fucking albums on his deathbed. You know what I mean? Like, that last Black, was it Black Star, I think is what Mm -hmm. it's called? God, what a good fucking record that was, man. It's like, dude is dying of cancer in the studio and still creating a fucking masterpiece. You know, some people just have that, man. Made a record about it. Right, you know, it's like, that's fucking wild, dude. That record is so eerie. It is. I remember it came out it came out like two days before he died. It came out the Friday before he died. He died on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. And I remember it came out and I was like, I'm going to get the vinyl. I'm going to wait to listen to it on the vinyl. I'm not going to listen to it on, on digital, you know? Mm-hmm. And then we were at the magic castle actually the night he died. Mm-hmm. And 
after that, you know, we come out of the Magic Castle, he died. We're like listening to the record the whole way home. I'm like, holy shit, like this is, you know, and you listen to that. And I remember, I remember crying on the way home because like, you know that he's on his deathbed mm-hmm. dying and he's writing this record and these songs. Yeah. So, it's crazy, man. You know, it's, it's the, the artistic measure is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was, of of a lot of people, you know, a lot of people who that we've admired as artists or whatnot have come and gone in our lifetime. It was it's surprising, like you never know how someone's going is going to affect you. But I, I that was one of the first people that really affected me to the degree where I was like, I, I was really surprised at how much it did. Like I'd be after he, I'd just be sitting out in the backyard smoking or drinking and like with headphones on listening like you know, I don't know listening to whatever listening to Aladdin Sane or Ziggy and just listening to the songs and like sitting there just like looking at the sky and just actually like even then it's you're like dude he's out there mm-hmm. and just thinking about this it actually made me think about death and like my own death and just oh life in general in a, in a different way like him going but it was weird because you're like I don't really feel like he's dead, but he is, but he's not. Well, it's weird because you, you know, you live on through your, I mean, he's created a leg. I mean, Lemmy, Lemmy is another guy like that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like un unfucking bending, do what I want to do until I fucking die. You know what I mean? Ky- type of motherfuckers. It's, mm-hmm. you know, Lemmy was that for me too. When he died, I was like, wow, dude. Like, you know, yeah, I assumed so- that guy would be Keith Richards forever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but yeah, Did you hear Hollywood you make the pilgrimage to the Rainbow Room to find him. What's I, that? I've been, I've been to the Rainbow Room a few times since uh, since he's passed. I, I was I was curious if either one of you had ever made it to the Rainbow Room to actually see him. No, no. I'd, no. I'd okay. seen him. I'd seen him once there when we were doing okay. a show at the Roxy. We were like, let's go over there, and he was sitting sitting there playing his game. Yeah, yeah. I never made. I never. I never went there to go see him, but I was. Yeah. I mean, I saw Motorhead a bunch of times, but I never saw him yeah. personally. Yeah, but, my, uh, my buddy Justin uh, uh, from uh, Ancestors was in a band called the Motherfucking Razorbacks, <laughs> and that name was given to him by Lemmy at the Rainbow Room. They they walked up to him, and they're like, hey, man, we're just starting this rock and roll band. Like, we need a name. What do you think we should be calling? He's all, the Motherfucking Razorbacks. <laughs> and so they called <laughs> themselves that. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I, was, I was like, that's cool, dude. Pretty yeah. good. Yeah, but, yeah, but Bowie, but when when Bowie died, it definitely was that like he was that like one of the first ones where I was like, wow, like this is like this is like our like John Lennon era, you know? Mm-hmm. Definitely not as tragic and not as young. No, no. But you know, it definitely had that feeling. You know, yeah. it had that just like that weighted feeling of like, holy crap. Yeah. Like wow. Yeah. When you're creating art, do you have to listen to music? Does that like at all, or do you do you just go and create? How do how do you do it? Because I have to be inspired to do it by something. It's usually music to create music. You know what I mean? But do you sit down to listen to music and shit, or what have you been listening to that really gets you going like that? Um, I, I listen to music. Um, I guess you know, like having um done graphic design and whatnot oh no, you asked earlier the graphic design i do i've been doing apparel graphic design since oh. like full-time since about 2007 oh, okay um but because of having to be creative for a living 
I can. I mean, obviously, I like to set myself up in my ideal situation. But really, if I had to, I could I could just be making stuff wherever. Oh, okay. Like, it's no music, no internet, or whatever. Someone's, you know, no TV. Just make. I can. Yeah. But um, I, I listen to music most of the time. Um, I've learned that as I've gotten older, I listen to nothing. Yeah. I, you know, I, I honestly, like, I'll do that. I'll, I don't mind driving without anything on. Yeah. yeah. And I used to, when I was younger, like, it was almost like, wrong to not be playing music right so i was listening to music all the time and i still listen obviously listen to it all the time but i listen to it not as not as much um or in specific settings like um a lot of the times now i i use my work time as a time to catch up on like the news like you said you check twitter to see what did trump do wrong last night like (laughs) i i like will Listen to the news to be like, well, how 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 did how did our elected officials fuck us over today? Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. or like, or what do I have to what do I have to pay attention to throughout the day today? Yeah. As news is as this crazy twenty four hour cycle is yep. is coming at us. I consider it. I consider it like checking the weather. You need to know if it's snowing outside. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah. You, you need to be prepared because some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't yeah. don't don't and don't be the person that just looks out the window and goes. Oh man, I didn't even know. Yeah, I didn't even know this was coming. <laughs> you know, it's like we have a ten day, we have a ten day weather weather thing for that. Yeah, yeah. So I listen to a lot of like talk, you know, political stuff, news, news analysis, I guess. But um, lately, let's see. I as far as like, I don't have like a set. Like I listen to a certain type of music when I do this or whatever. But lately, I've been listening to a lot of, um, like, uh, 60s, early 70s, Miles Davis. Oh. Um, Psychedelic Miles is some of my favorite stuff. And because of that, like, Herbie Hancock from that era. Mm -hmm. And that bleeds into, and then then that bleeds into, like, um, you know, that band Circles Around the Sun. What was it? Neil Cassall. Did you guys know Neil? Neil yeah. Neil Casal? No, uh, oh, no, no, I didn't. I didn't know. I didn't know him personally. No, uh, he's the guitarist for CRB. Um, listen to like that stuff like that a lot. It's you know like psychedelic, instrumental, improvisational. I mean, they, they're recorded albums and they're written songs, but um, like jazz stuff that will just start one place and just go and go off. And so like, I'm still listening. Nice little fifteen minute, just like just let you go, like yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, it's still rock, so it's still rooted in a four four here and there. It'll still bring you back, so it's not just like completely abstract. It's it's awesome music. Um, listen to a lot of that. Um, actually, has started listening to again more like some stuff I like uh, listening to when when I'm creating like honestly, it's like stuff like butthole surfers in ministry. It's just so, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I didn't stop liking it. And I just, there's some, have you noticed that as you get older, there's some stuff that you like less than you did when you were younger. And there's yeah. some stuff that you're like, I like it even more. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Those, those are two for me that I'm like, I like it even more. My, uh, my, one, one of my favorite things to do is uh, when I'm 
say I'm like sitting at the house, at the house, working, getting stuff done. I like putting on a playlist of 80s and 90s music videos. <laughs> yeah. And just like, you know what I mean? I just sit there and work, listen to the music. When I hear one, I was like, look, I'll be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah like yeah. i miss know, that mtv shit sometimes oh my man. God, like, it's so good it's it's weird on my facebook feed all that watch feature shit it's all it has only become music videos lately because i i just keep so like i swear to god i basically have like mtv on my facebook like watch thing now it's like only <laughs> music video I've, I've found out about some weird shit lately dude like Oliver Tree, have you heard that dude? Like, oh, Oliver Tree does. Oh, dude, uh, wild my, shit. <laughs> my kids love Oliver. I, it's so weird, man. It's and like this is like a guy that has literally a bowl cut, yeah. And like wears like Jean Co jeans. He's huge, like, and he's weird. Like he just went platinum, and he he's made songs like tons and tons of videos. And some of the songs are really good. Like you know, they're like rock and rollish, acoustic, and then some of them are like straight huh. pop. It's really weird, but every video is like the most creative fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. And he'll do a video for a dollar, like he'll make that's one for a dollar. That's that's it's my really son, weird. Son dude. Desmond's a uh, favorite. Like, is it really? Yeah, yeah. I, dude, oh, I can't yeah. stop watching his videos. It's like yeah. it's like a train wreck that you can't not watch. Like, and the songs are good, but you know he just went platinum off of one. You're like his yeah. his videos remind me of. Um... Uh, who's the the director of uh, Eternal uh, uh, Eternal Spot? Uh, Eternal uh, Michelle Gondry. Michelle Gondry. Right. Yeah. Like yeah I guess I have that vibe to it. Like when Michelle Gondry made music videos. Right. Yeah. Like, it's, like it has like, that vibe. Did, like he did like the Daft Punk, like the old Daft Punk videos. That's weird. Okay. Man. You know, um, he uh he has some like he did like some of the original White Stripes videos, mm-hmm. like uh the. That that eight bit one or like the Legos one, yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It's like that, like like that's what Oliver Tree's style reminds me of. His videos, that's weird, but it's like I don't know if he's a young guy or an old guy, but the way he looks, you're like, I mean, he look, you know, he looks insane. Like he looks yeah. like an insane person. Yeah, and he's huge. <laughs> like, he's huge. But millions and millions of views. You know, my kids obviously are always showing me shit. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? But then it's like, yeah. it's weird, you know, when you find someone that's like a real weird creative like that, like. You know, he posted a picture of himself in a tuxedo with like a thing of wine. He's like, "My song just went platinum. Don't let anyone fucking tell you you can't do this shit." You know what I mean? Like, because he's so weird. <laughs> like, what the fuck, awesome. man? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a trip. I missed out on this. I'll have to. I'll have to learn about. This. But look at it, dude. You, yeah, as a visual artist, you'll you'll really like his videos. At least, you know. I mean, if you don't look, like the music. I wouldn't know about Oliver Tree if I didn't have kids. Right. Okay. Okay. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Me and John are plugged into a weird. It would have been like, and but the thing is, like, like also with me in the music world, I've told my kids, like, yo, tell me, tell me when you guys are listening, like, tell me when you discover something, just let me know. You know what I mean? Like, because I just want to just know what's going on, because that's my, that's like, I I call that my hazard pay, my hazard pay work. Right. No, I've, I've, and it's the, in the same way, like for what I do doing apparel graphics, you have to, you have to check in every now and then on the kids to see what's up. You're like, what's, what are we, what is the thing? You know what I mean? What like, is the thing? And then you need to figure out, you, you're not going to understand why they like it, but maybe you can. Right. And then you're like, okay. And every now and then, so you might find something that you like. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Um, or not. I mean, it's all good. Yeah. Yeah. Young people make music for young people. It'd be weird if they were worried about forty-year-olds think. 
Yeah, and it's funny. Like whenever I talk to like some of my some of my friends, they'll be like, "I just don't understand what's happening today." And I'm like, "That's the fucking point. That's right. exactly everything's right on schedule." Right. You shouldn't understand right it. Then you know. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, uh, and and just genres are gone. Genres are fucking dead. You know what I mean? Look at guys like yeah. Most Malone or you know yeah. all these guys that are doing multi-genre fucking music and making platinum songs off them and. You know, it's a little bit of hip hop, but not like bad, like kid rock, like hip hop rock. But like, it's yeah. just so fucking weird, man. Like music has gotten so weird lately. But, you know, if you allow yourself to not be this staunch, I am a fucking punker, you know, or whatever, you know, any of that shit. It's like you can enjoy a lot of stuff, you know, but a lot of us get stuck in that mentality every once in a while, you know. Well, it's well just, I, yeah, and I, I just think it's also like, uh, you know, kit, you know, the the instruments that you can play inside your apartment have been right. around for 15 years. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. computers, you can do everything inside your apartment by yourself, you, yeah, know, your room. you know, and, and that, that, that allows more creativity. I think, I think it's great. Well, I think yeah. it's great. You know, like um, garage band and, and Adobe and all this stuff. It's, it's, opened up these gates where basically all you need to do is be able to get a laptop yeah. and you can, you can become a graphic designer. You can make movies, you can make an album and it's opened up a floodgate. So there's been a lot, a lot of horrible shit that's come out, but through that there's, you know, just by the nature of the process, there's a lot of really great stuff that's come out that like would have never made it past the front desk of like a record label. Yeah. Right. And you don't need them anymore. You don't need the label. You know what I mean? Do you still play music at all? I can't. Okay. Forgive me. I, I know you played, what was the band you were in back in the day? I was, was, I was in two bands, both of them were with Deepak. Right. Um, uh, The stereotypes. The stereotypes. That's what it was. Okay. And then um, real briefly, Naysay. That's right. Okay. Yeah, man. I remember because I was, I was pretty young. When you guys were around, you know, I was in the 13s, maybe. Okay. I think when you, you know what I mean? Like, okay. so, but I remember you being a musician before, you know, before I really ever knew you. You ever, you play music at all or you ever go back and revisit that stuff? Well, I actually am, have been recently. That is part of, you know, you asked me about, do I just create just to create or do I always mm-hmm. have purpose? That's one of the things that I've been circling back on is because, when I stopped making music, it was because really, I mean, I was 24 going on 25. I was at that point where it's like, okay, you've hung out in Ventura for this long and you've done the, the, the scene thing in the hometown. Mm-hmm. I kind of need to start doing something. I need to figure out what I'm going to do. And I, if, if things could have been the way I dreamed them or wished them to be, I would have just played music. I'm not as good naturally at mu- music comes with more challenge to me than art does um just the just the actual being able to make what it is that i wish i could make right um but um i just found that there was an opportunity for me to go with art that was going to get me where of course i could do it by myself yeah um because i was as a musician wait wait I, wait wait what are you saying relying on deepox not fucking a, a valid no, no, life no, choice no. <laughs> no man that guy might as well be he might as well be related yeah. that, yeah. that dude's my brother 
I know. I, lo- I love it, but yeah, it's funny. Uh, well, just in general, I mean, you know how it is. I mean, even in creating, like, you have, like, in a band, what, two to three, four more people that you have to make an agreement on. Right. If for me to make a painting, all I have to do is convince myself that it's a good idea. Mm. And so that way, like, and it was just easier for me to do that. And so I, I, and I, and I, and I just took that opportunity. So I, I didn't really do anything with music other than listen to it for like 20 years. I mean, if there was a guitar, acoustic guitar in someone's apartment, I would pick it up and play it really badly. But um, I've started, I've started getting back into music. Um, I've never got rid of my bass. I got rid of all my amps and stuff, but I'm, I'm looking to do that. Just play it again. Um, buy like a drum machine and a, a synth. Just, I had ideas about what I'd want to do with music near the end of when I quit doing music, not to do music for myself, but like I, I envisioned this, like, like deep down when I'm a bass player and I'm so like, but I like that corner of like where melody and rhythm are like overlay each other where they, where there's like this bridge, you know, that bridge that I like that space. Mm-hmm. I like percussion. I like rhythmic instruments, but I also like melody. So I had this envi- envision this kind of this corner of like, you know, there's some, some bands, there's like the multi-instrumentalist, or like John Paul Jones from, is an easy right. example. Right, right. But sometimes he's playing bass, sometimes he's playing <clears throat> yeah. or whatever. I like the idea of that stuff. And there's a lot of stuff that I um, have gained appreciation for that I didn't have when I was younger. There's stuff that I didn't get as much when I was younger. Um, like I was so into the, you know, guitar, bass, drum, singer, arrangement of a band. And I'm into a, a bigger idea of it being more than just that. Um, I'm, I'm, I don't know. No, I'm not like making any plans. I'm going to put out an well, album. Well, De- Deke's Depocalypse is back in town, dude. You guys oh, put the band back together. Yeah. I've, uh, I, I, I see him. Um, yeah. I've seen, I see him um, uh, kind of regularly, kind of regularly. That's cool, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I did a, I did a tour with him. It was wildly fun. <laughs> it was so much oh, fun. Oh, I bet, <laughs> yeah. Where, what, what direction did you guys go? Uh, I was so he played guitar for Jackass for a minute for one tour, and it all completely imploded on itself, and it went like so VH1. Where are they now? Like so fast, (laughs) you know what I mean? The the whole tour got canceled. People were fighting. The drummer quit. You know what I mean? And me and Deke were basically left like, this is weird. (laughs) It was it was really funny, you know. But for those of you who don't know, Depocalypse is one of my favorite singer songwriters in the world, dude, that fucking, those songs, the lyrics are amazing. I love that shit. You know what I mean? Yep. And he's just an interesting dude, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. I've, uh, my artwork has appeared on, um, two of his album covers. Right. Yeah. One of them was, I didn't make the art for that. I just, it wound up being there. And in another time I did something for him. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. yeah he's back. I see him. Um, We'll hang out. We'll meet up at Cemetery Park. Sit there. Yeah. This bullshit. Nice. Just look at the ocean and drink coffee. There you go. Nice. Well, fuck, man. Um, 
I want to say thanks for coming on. It's been really nice to fucking catch up with you again. You know, you got anything you want to promote or throw out there? You know, anything you got going on? Your Instagram, mission statement, mission statement, your uh, manifesto. Nothing I really have to promote right now. I might, I might, I'm working on some illustrations for uh, some, possibly some shirts with, with some friends. Um, it's not at the level. I don't know what to say about it because I don't know what it, it what it's going to be. Um, stay tuned. Stay tuned. Uh, I'll, uh, if I do make, I'll make an announcement at some point on Instagram. Other than that, I'm just, like I said, um, and you brought up, I'm getting back into just kind of just doing stuff just to do it because I want to do it and um, recharging my batteries because yeah. uh, yeah. I don't know what's coming up. No I, one does. I was, I was talking to someone about this the other day. The one good thing about COVID is it's allowed us all to trim the fat. Yeah. Like trim the life, like life fat. Right. You know what I mean? Like the, the, the positions you find yourself in is over and over. Like, you know, you're like, I just don't know how to get rid of this thing or how to change this thing that I'm doing, you know? And then COVID did that and made it easy for everyone. Yeah. You brought it, you, you said something that made me, um, I actually have a question. Um, I want to ask you, John. Um, I, I'm not I'm not on Instagram so much anymore, but I heard um, is there going to be a new vegan restaurant in Ventura? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fatty vegan. Give me, give me, give me your. We got to go soon, but your your deep spiel about what this is. Uh, so fatty vegan. Fatty vegan is basically a. So how it all came about is um, I tour when I travel. Um, I've lived a vegetarian vegan lifestyle for almost twenty years. Um, one of my favorite things to do on the road is finding good vegan food, uh, you know, and one of my biggest disappointments about coming home was there's no fucking good vegan food, even though it's in Ventura and, you know, like you literally put vegan in anything. And the closest thing is Thousand Oaks in Santa Barbara, you know? So, uh, I've always wanted to, we've, we've always wanted to do this, calling it fatty vegan. Uh, we're going to have beer vegan food and we have leopard print floors and fucking yeah. show posters on the wall yeah uh and more importantly yeah. it's it's vegan junk food you know what i mean vegan junk food yeah 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 we're gonna have like you know like the, not this nature's grill bullshit yeah yeah good like <laughs> gut bomb good gut bomb food yeah. set, set in a cool setting that we feel we want is cool and want to hang out in and trying to just like I want it to be more than just a vegan restaurant, obviously, because that's just how it I think. Yeah. I would love and, for it to be a community spot, you know. I envision like people getting together there and Well, if you if you're selling alcohol, then people will stick around and drink. Yeah. So then yeah, there you yeah. go. People will hang out. Yeah. Um so the impression I got, is it um is it it's in Midtown or gonna be in Midtown? It's uh, where beer brats used to be. That's what uh uh, yeah. we're talking about we yeah it's old it's old beer brats um basically we got we've like i said me and uh me and my wife for the last two three years we've had this idea we've had the like we've had the name we even had the facebook page we've had that instagram for over two years just like i'm oh, like okay. let's just get it and let's just hold on to it in case we ever do something with it right right you know and uh we basically got given the opportunity of this restaurant and it was one of the, I mean, it's COVID, you know, it's a horrible time, ideally, to open up anything. And we, uh, we, we got an offer we could not refuse. 
Okay. And it was just like, all right, cool. We're not going to, you know, it's not going to sink us if it fails. Mm-hmm. And this is our chance. You know, I've, I've, I'm a person that like, you can always find reasons to not go through open doors. Right. And I believe that open doors happen. You're supposed to just go through it. You know what I mean? Like you can always find a reason to not do something. You can always find a reason to like, oh, well, you know, it's just just not the right time. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, no, this is the perfect, it's the perfect storm. Let's go. You got to take a chance. Got to take a chance. So uh, hoping to have some good vegan junk food. Fucking party. January 2020. 2021. 2021. 2021. Oh, yeah. What year are we in? Well, we'll go for sure. And I think it'll it'll do well. Um, Yeah, I'm hoping... we, we, we uh, had a really good response. We'll, we'll, we go to uh, Sea Ranger uh, and eat. Yeah. And I got to say that, like, if for all the time we've been going there, standing in line, vegan, I, I, I'd say as far as people that are vegan in Ventura County, I say over half of the people come from the punk world in mm-hmm. it, either are or were. And so I think it's just a... It, it's a perfect fit and yeah my parents live in that neighborhood i I love midtown cool um and it would be cool cool to see some long-term life long ventura people stake out some area in ventura i i'm not opposed i'm not opposed to things changing i just there's some things you don't want everything to completely change you want some something that it's connected to the past to to continue on Right. And, and I'd say the more people that can open up businesses and take a stronghold of like Midtown. Yeah. Or even Ventura in general, you know what I mean? Ventura in general. Yeah. Or anywhere in Ventura, just, I mean, downtown and stuff, it's expensive. It's expensive downtown. Yeah. Yeah. Midtown, Midtown or the Avenue, Mm -hmm. you know, but I, I like, I like our spot. Um, we hope it's going to be cool. I mean, everything that we're putting up is all just stuff that I have. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I can literally dress up seven different restaurants with the amount of <laughs> yeah. punk memorabilia that I have. It's well, have you, have you ever gone to the brewery in San Diego, um, the fall? I haven't. No. It's in, um, it's in North Park. Okay. I don't remember what street it's on. Um, but uh, there it's very similar. Like they are like lifers in the San Diego punk scene and you go in there and it's just, it's, it might as, it could easily be like a poster flyer museum in San Diego. And it's, it's decked out in that way. And yeah. 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 That's, that's the, that's the vibe. That's kind of the vibe we're going for. Yeah. Yeah. We're pretty stoked though. We're stoked. We're hoping that people enjoy it. We hope it's a positive thing in Ventura. You know, that's all we want. Yeah. I think I think it will, I think it will be. I, I imagine it being that way. Yeah, 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 yeah. People are stoked. So, yeah, uh, it's it's fun to have something to be creative with again. Yeah, you know, my yeah. creative, my entire creative outlet was destroyed and taken away. So mm-hmm. it's nice to like build something up and be like, oh, cool, you know. Have have num has numbskull? Do you guys think that like next year is a no? I mean, 
I I would say so. If anything would happen, it'd be the lat the latter part of the year. Okay. You know, I think, but but also everything changes so drastically with this thing, mm-hmm. literally week by week. Right. Right. So I don't think that we would know about next year until April. And literally in April, they could be like, everything's opening back up in June. Right. You know what I mean? Like there's been enough time because what I think is going to happen is it's not about beating COVID. It's about that there's been enough time and enough resources for ample amount of people that are in the, in the, in the red, as far as COVID is concerned, get the vaccine or have access to the vaccine. Right. Uh, Because, you know, this is, this is always going to be a management thing for the rest of our lives. Right. You know, COVID's never going away. So, so I, I, I could see in April them going like, Oh, we're opening back up in two months. Yeah. As as long as the vaccines get out and the, you know, you reach some sort of a, you know, herd immunity kind of thing. You know what I mean? And I don't think that the speed of opening back up has anything to do with people's safety in mind. It has everything to do with people are over it. People are, there's enough people that just don't give a fuck. Yeah. Want to get back to normal life. And people's mentality changes over time you know what i mean that in that time it'll be four months away it'll be four months from now of people still not having any income people still you know people still struggling it's just right four months further and in four more months people could be like you know what i was against opening up before but fuck this i gotta live you know yeah it's just a natural progression of the human psyche yeah, blame was, anyone. I don't blame anyone negatively for it. It's just, just yeah. you know. And then there's some people, cautious people, like things can't open up until your average person isn't afraid. And you know, for some yeah. people, for, for a lot of people, there's a legitimate reason to still be afraid. Yeah. And once people aren't afraid, and you're not like, not like kamikaze, like I don't care anymore. But legitimately, yeah. are like. I feel okay. I can go to this thing now. Yeah. I'm not scared about standing two feet away from someone I don't know. Exactly. It'll happen at some point. I mean, it will. It will. It will. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm okay with it. I'm, you know, it is what it is. It's going to be this, we're going to look back at it in 20 years and go, man, remember that two and a half years we had off? That was fucking weird. Remember, <laughs> you, know? you know what I mean? Like, and life will go yeah. on, yep. you know, we'll make it. Everyone, we're, we're too persuaded. <clears throat> And we're too strong. Of you know, humans are too strong to, you know. Yeah, it is. It'll be fine. Oh, it's gonna. Be, we'll, we'll we'll go on. We'll go yeah. on. I'll, I'll say though that um, live shows and music is the one thing I think everyone knows. It's like that's the thing that is the most painful. Yeah, and because that it is also too. That's where you see your friends. That's where. Yeah. That's why you know your friends? That's exactly. That's how we communicate and stay in touch. You know, it's. I mean, it's, yeah. I mean since. Being an early teenager, that's pretty much been everything in my life's revolved around. Even as an artist, I mean, I've always kind of, I've never gone too far from that. So for this to be gone, it's just, it's just been really, that's been the most depressing thing. Like if someone told me I had to stay home 
other, but I could go to shows. I mean, I could do this every day, all day for the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, dude. Yeah. But, um, yeah. but just not being able to go to shows or whatever. And then you think about like, oh, the last shows you went to or, yeah, you know, I, I'm sure everyone did. I had probably about like five or so shows that I had tickets for. Mm-hmm. I got a refund on a few. Some of them, the bands are too small and I know I had to give it up. And there's like one, you know, one or two people that are like, no, we're still going to do it. And they haven't, given up yet yeah yeah there's yeah the the postpone the postpone till late 2021 it's like just give the refund and resell the ticket come (laughs) on yeah Yeah, they really should most people are getting to that point but there's a few people that are holding out yeah yeah Yeah, i think it's like i mean i think when it's like that then basically like whoever is the ticketing company is just taking the money and flipping it in the stock market right as much as they can until fractional lending yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it's beautiful, yeah. man. Well, well, thanks, Dale, for coming on, man. We really yeah. appreciate it. Oh, thanks. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely. Uh, shit. Everyone, stay safe out there, right? That's right, man. Yeah. Have a good, uh, have a good New Year. This is uh, you're our our 40th episode, our last show of the year. So, thank you for coming on. Um, yeah. Uh, for everyone that watches and has supported, I mean, 40 episodes ago, me and John were just talking about getting this going again and i'm stoked that how it's turned out man and we've gotten pretty good you know a good organic build on it so uh yeah. check out the uh uh big cartel for the mass if you want to buy those john's got it on his face um and then our patreon we're developing a lot more so one dollar a month uh 2021 is going to be a lot more content on there and uh stuff like that so uh and then next the following week we're doing a best of 2020 um episode so it's a super cut of all of our best uh people so, i'm sure i'm sure i'm being very ridiculous on a lot of that aren't yeah, I? We're, all, we're all being a little ridiculous yeah anyway yeah. but uh thanks right. uh thanks buddy it was awesome well, thank, you guys. Thank, I'm you out guys. Here, thank you for having me and right. uh, stay safe happy new year merry christmas or whatever it is you guys are celebrating that's right thank thanks all dale right. all right buddy all right, guys. Bye. appreciate it bye take care